Welcome to the World Harvest Church podcast channel. We hope you enjoyed this message. Well, you can be seated. Hallelujah. Well, I'm just blessed to be here. Can I have a shout out from my Bible school students? I said, y'all going to get tired of me by the end of this week. They, they have to listen to me the first hour and then the interns get me to hour two and three. And, um, and so, uh, you know, by the time I, I leave, they're going to go, thank God she went back to Florida. <laughs> but uh, I tell you what, you know, God has been, has been gracious. He's just been wonderful. You know, and I'm just, um, just glad to be here, honored to stand in this pulpit. Now, Pastor Morgan did not tell me when she, when she texted me about two weeks ago, had Miss Chelsea text me and asked me if I would do this tonight. She didn't tell me she was going to disappear on me. <laughs> I'm going, now, okay, I can take that one of two ways. Either she, either she's, uh, she trusts me or she doesn't want to be here for this. I, I, you know, I'll, if you're watching Pastor Morgan, you can let me know which it is later. <laughs> but God is just wonderful. He's so kind, I'm telling you. And tonight, you know, he's got something. I believe, you know, the enemy's tried all afternoon to tell me that this was not going to work but I believe it is, you know, and you, you, sometimes you come in the pulpit and you go, okay, well, is, is, is that really what I'm supposed to be doing? Is that really? And so I went and, and talked to my husband this afternoon. I said, I don't know. This just doesn't seem to make any sense to me at all. I've got it on paper, but it just doesn't seem to make any sense. Well, you got something else. I went, no, I haven't got anything else. He goes, well, then the enemy's just trying to talk you out of it. I'm going, okay. All right. Well, that's good advice, you know, but uh, tonight we're going to talk to you about something that I um, I have personally had experience with, and, uh, and, you know, I just love the fact that the Word of God is, is so multifaceted. Yeah. You know, there's so many ways you can come at any subject in the Word, just a different perspective, you know, many times, you know, there's, just, there's just so many wonderful viewpoints on any particular subject. So tonight we're going to talk about grace. And uh, that's a subject that, you know, can be a real sticking point with some people because of the erroneous messages that have been out there on the subject of grace. You know, but we're not going to go there. I promise you. Anyway, so let's talk a little bit about grace. There's a lot the Word has to say about grace. So I'm not going to give you all these scriptures, and we're just going to kind of run through some of this stuff because if you're really good and you really listen well and you amen good, you might get out of here early. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. But anyway, we're going to talk about grace. We are saved by grace. We're justified by grace. Redemption is through grace. Remittance of sins is through grace. We believe through grace. Paul said he was called by grace. He was made a partaker of grace. He's made a minister of the gospel according to the grace. He said he maintains good conduct by the grace of God. Grace is a gift. We are told to grow in grace, to stand in grace, to continue in grace, to abound in grace, to be strong in grace, and to be good stewards of grace. Our speech is supposed to be seasoned with grace. And what we say should minister grace to the hearers. It says where sin abounds, grace abounds more. God says his grace is sufficient. It says he gives grace to the humble. It says you can receive grace in vain. You can fall short of the grace. You can be removed from grace. You can frustrate grace. You can fall from grace. There's a lot to be said about grace. 
Grace is real. It can be perceived. It is a tangible substance. In grace, we're accepted into the beloved. We're given good hope through grace. Grace enables us to serve God effectively. Grace is described as rich, exceedingly abundant, and the word says that God gives more grace, grace upon grace. Now, you know, typically, you know, you, you use the word grace and we always go to the standard, you know, definition of grace that's unmerited favor. Well, yeah, there, that's an aspect of grace. It is unmerited favor. But you know what? Once you're born again, it's no longer unmerited. It is a right. It is a commodity that we can depend on and access and, and have available any time we need it. And there are times when you need favor. You know, I only look at unmerited favor in the life of a believer as maybe the favor that comes my way is unmerited maybe from another person. But from God's perspective, that grace belongs to me. There's nothing unmerited about it. You know, I, I've taught lessons on favor before, and I just want you to know that when it comes to the God kind of favor, favor ain't fair. It just is not. It just ain't fair. And I have seen that work in people's lives over the years. I mean, it's just been wonderful. My own grandson told me, um, I, I don't know, months ago, he was, he'd gotten a new job, and he'd right out of, out of school, he got his MBA at the age of 23, and, uh, and so he, he said, Nana, I've, I've got, a, got this great job opportunity. I've been there for about six months, and, and uh, they're, they're fixing to give me another raise. And, um, and uh, so I'm just believing God for 3%. And I went, why? Yeah. Why, why? Why are you limiting your favor to 3%? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How, about you, how about you just say, God, I expect favor. The biggest thing available is mine. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. And you know what he got? He got the biggest thing available. Too often, I'll get off the lesson on favor here if I'm not careful. But too often we settle for so much less than what God's got available to us. Because we are people who are favored. You know, and and so in that sense of the word, favor ain't fair. I don't care. I don't care if if all my coworkers only got 2%. I I got more. Maybe I should be wise and not tell them how much more. You know, but I got more. I worked, I worked a job in Oklahoma. You know, we, when he was going to Bible school, I was, I was in ministry much further than he was. I was at least a year ahead of him in ministry. It was called supportive ministries. You know, I worked in a doctor's office. And, and you know, a time came when certain things had happened and I was taking on more responsibility. And so I went to them and said, I really should get a raise, you know, for all this extra stuff I do now. I, you know, I started off with these duties and, and uh, now I've added these duties. So I really, should, I really should get more money. And so they said, let me think about it. And they came back and they said, okay, we're going to do this, this. And I'm going, thank you, Jesus. And he said, but don't tell anybody else in the office. Went, Got no problem with that. <laughs> but anyway, let's get, back, let's get back to grace. How about that? Let's stay off of favor. But remember that all the favor God has toward you is merited. You are his child. You are the apple of his eye. He loves you so much that he will pour favor on you all the time. But here, here's where we're going to go. Grace in Strong's Concordance says uh, that in the New Testament, it is a divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life of the believer. It's an actual power, influence, enablement, 
an ability that changes our lives, that reflects in our lives and what we do and how we conduct ourselves. Grace is something that can and will work for you if you know it's available. He gives, he gives grace to help you in times when you need extra help. You know, there, there, is, there have been so many times in life where I, you know, I know what the word says and I, and I know what I've, got to, what I've got in front of me. I know, what's, I know what's here, but just somehow I just, I need something more. I mean, I'm, I, it, it just seems like it's, it's hard. It's, it's to, I know I'm going to get through it. There's no doubt about that. But what I'm doing just seems like it's just, it's just hard. Listen, there's grace to help you. There's a divine enablement to get you through any situation that you come up against. Every minister knows he operates in a, in a realm of grace. There is no way. When you find out that you operate in grace and then you decide that maybe it's all about you, if God were to remove that gracing from you, you'd find out really quickly that it ain't all you. And not, not about you, baby. But grace is real and it can work for us just like healing works for us. The problem is we don't always understand that it's available. We don't, we don't think it. Now, from some of us older people, we know the old commercials about the V8. I, I could have had a V8. You know, we, you know, sometimes we get through something and went, why was that so hard? I mean, all I had to do was just, just go to the Lord and say, I need some extra help here. You know, Hebrews 4.16 says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace. How do we come boldly? And why do we come boldly? Because it's ours. It's, it is something that's ready and available to us anytime we need it and anytime we ask for it. You know, and, and there is grace for every, every area of our lives. There are places in the Word that you can find that you know, there's, there's saving grace. And that saving grace, you can look at Ephesians 2, 8, that we're saved by grace through faith. Romans 6, 14 says, sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. There's serving grace. Romans 1, 5 says, we have received grace and apostleship. Ephesians 3, it talks about the grace that was given to Paul to do what he was called to do. Listen, it wasn't restricted to Paul. It's not restricted to, to, to the disciples. It's not restricted to apostles. It's not res, uh, restricted to the fivefold ministry. It's not restricted to any believer anywhere. But Paul recognized that there was a grace on him to do what he had been called to do. And everyone in here has been called to something. Each one of us has been set in the body as he pleases. And he has doled out the assignments as he pleases. And according to the grace that he's given to us. And we can depend on that grace for everything. And so, you know, in Galatians 2.9, it says the grace that was on Paul was perceived by others. Do you know, you can go into a situation where the grace is operating in you. And people can look at you and go, okay. I know what's happening in their lives, and man, they're just, they're just kind of sailing through this thing. What is it? It's called grace. But it's perceivable. It can, I mean, when you're operating this, it's perceivable. I, I've seen so many times where that's been in my life, and I just, I'm just so grateful for it. Paul referred really often to the grace that was given to him. He opened and closed so many of his letters talking about grace. 
because it was vitally important to him. So he knew it was vitally important to every other believer that he would come in contact with. To all these churches that he wrote letters to, to all the people in those churches, grace was an important commodity that they needed. I mean, you find that in First and Second. He starts off these books, First and Second Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, First and Second Thessalonians, and Philemon. He talks about grace. Grace and peace be unto you. Well, you know what? We need, to, we need to operate in that place where grace is just enveloping us through all the tough times. You know, we, well, like I said, we know that we're going to come through it. We are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. We're overcomers. The greater one lives on the inside of me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. We know all of those things, but there's sometimes we need a little extra. You know, you're able to do whatever you're called to do, whatever the time is, is needed, when you tap into that place. Because, you know, we find ourselves in situations that we need grace for an immediate moment, maybe for a short-term situation, maybe for a long-term situation. There's grace available no matter what the term is that you need it to be operating in. And so, and so there's, there's plenty of, of that for you in serving grace. Then there's standing grace. 2 Corinthians 8, verses 1 through 2, it says God that grace enabled them to stand. To stand. 1 Peter 5, 7 through 10 talks about true grace. 2 Timothy 2, 1 says, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. You know, we have that thing available to us. And sometimes we just fail to remember what belongs to us. It's not the kind of thing that you always necessarily need, but there are times in our lives where it, where if, if it weren't for the grace of God, I, you know, this would be so very hard. And uh, I've got something in my purse here. Now, I tried these out with Brother Manny. And he, 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 I did this at my own church when, when I taught on grace. And it worked really well with the biggest guy in the room. But I tried Brother Manny, didn't work so well. So, so what, I'm, what I'm telling you is you can, you can do things the hard way. You can try to do it on, in your own strength, in your own ability, you know, just, just plugging away at what, this is what the word says, this, you know, da, 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 da. You can do that, but you can ask for some grace. And this is what my grace is. Okay, I need somebody here. Uh, somebody, come here. Come here. All right, I want you to turn around and face them. Put the front of your feet on those things. Now, don't make a liar out of me. All right. You, now, okay, we're going to pretend he's an obstacle that I'm having to work through. <laughs> this, is, this is the task. He's, he's the task that is giving me some problems here because it's making it hard. You are the task. Got it? Got it. But see, when, when I ask for some grace, <laughs> okay, you're good. You're good. When I ask for some grace and God gives me some grace... Now you hang on here, okay? All right, you're not doing this right. The way this is supposed to work, bring your heels in. All right, when this is what's supposed to happen. No, not, you're not supposed to fall off when you're okay. supposed to stay okay, on. Okay, 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 okay. All right, this is not working really on this carpet. But you get the idea here. Grace is what enables you to make this thing easy. It, it is your spiritual slider. That suddenly you can coast through 
You can coast through any situation mm -hmm. because grace is at work in you. Yes. I should have tried it with you so I could push you over. <laughs> oh, well, this, it, was, it was a good attempt. Sorry. Thank you. All right. This does work. I tell you, it does. The biggest guy in my church it worked on. I had bigger sliders. But anyway, it's just him. It's just him. It's just him. You made me look bad. No grace for you. Listen, grace is not something that you know about but don't use. If you know about it, put it to use. My dad was awful. Absolutely. He's in heaven. I can talk about him. He was awful when it came to Christmas. You never really knew what to give him, but you try to come up with something that you think he would like or he would use. And, and I'm thinking about one thing in particular. My dad had Parkinson's, and so he had to give up shaving with a, with a straight razor. And so one year, you know, he was still doing it, and I, and I thought, well, you know, a hot lather machine would be a great thing for him. That would, that would be a blessing to him. He was, he was still using his, his straight edge at the time. And, uh, and so I gave it to him, and he, he opens it up, and he looks at it. He knows it's his. He knows I've given it to him. He knows it's a gift. And he takes it, and he kind of sits it down beside his chair, and thank you. And it sat in the box for a whole year. I'm just going, really? Really? I've given you a gift that, that you could actually put to use and enjoy, that it would be helpful to you, and you left it sitting there in the box for a whole year. Well, when he finally unboxed it and started using it, he was like, oh, I love this. I'm like, you could have loved it a year longer. <laughs> what? What? Too often there are blessings that God has, 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 is offering to us that we know about it and we look at it and we see it, but we don't put it to use. And when we finally get around to it, we go, oh, yeah, that's good. Well, you should have known that to start with. Take it out of the box, folks. Put it to use. You know, I, if we're going to find the grace to help in time of need, we have to be ready to look for it. You know, we have to be ready to put it to use, for goodness sake. I, I, you know, for, for me, there, I mean, there, there's so many examples in my life where, where grace was necessary, it was needed, you know, because I, I, it, was, it, was a, it was a struggle of what I was trying to do. I mean, I had a job to do, but, but I needed something extra. I mean, I know when we built our church in, in 2002, you know, uh, I, there, was, there was, I mean, there's all kinds of things to pick out. You know, and you've got this big old building and, and they want to know what paint do you want to use and, and what tile do you want to use and what carpet do you want to use and da, da, da. You know, and I'm going, I'm not a decorator. Lord, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. And, and I just decided the grace was what I needed for that time to do it. And you know what? I, I, I picked out paint color before I ever picked out a piece of tile. I picked out that the carpet later, I mean, and when it was all said and done, it all went together perfectly because there was grace. Yes. There was grace to help me do what I needed to do. There's grace helping me do what I'm doing right this minute. You know, and there, that's, that's a good thing. Yes. Hallelujah. Uh, but uh, 
2 Peter 3.18 talks about grow in grace and in the knowledge and understanding of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You're called upon daily to do things that you need extra help with. And that grace is there to help you. You know, in 2 Corinthians 12.9 it says, my grace is sufficient. And it really is. It really is. There's grace to get you through all kinds of tough times. And, uh, you know, it's... it's um, Things like maybe, maybe on the job, you know, suddenly maybe somebody left the job and now you've got their workload on top of yours. How are you going to get all this done? Grace. Grace. Maybe you're a student, you know, in college or in high school or, or, or you know, or middle school, whatever, and, and you've got an assignment and, and, you, and you really don't know how to accomplish this. You don't know how to, to put this together. Well, yet you can call on some grace. Grace is going to operate in you every single turn if you're willing to look to it, ask for it, access it, and then go with it. I mean, there are, there are times you know, somebody finds himself as a single parent, they need grace. Somebody finds himself as a new parent, they need some grace, let me tell you. You know, you know there, there's all kind of life situations that you need grace in. With both of my parents, who are both now in heaven, I've, I've had, there were times when I had to be the caretaker, you know, for weeks on end, you know, and here I am, I've got, you know, they lived in Jacksonville, which was an hour and a half away from us, and, and I've, got, I've got a home, I've got a husband, I've got a church, I've got all these things that, I, that are, they're my responsibilities where I am, but yet I have to put those aside to go take care of them. I would go and we spent with both of them at different times. I would have to, to go to Jacksonville like on either Sunday night or Monday morning and get there and be there all week and then run home on Friday afternoon and try to catch up everything in the office and try to catch up everything at home. And, 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 it, and it was wearing. You do that a few weeks and, and you go, Lord, help. You know, and, and when the grace kicked in, then I found myself with the ability to do what I had to do because it wasn't something I, I walked into because I wanted to do these things. It was a situation that was, that was yeah. it was put on me. Yeah. You know, it was something that now it's my responsibility and I have to do. When my mom, my mom died in, in 2021, just all of a sudden, all of a sudden. And I remember um, I got a phone call on a Thursday from a neighbor who said, I think there's something wrong. And I said, why? And she, she said, well, your mom's porch lights are still on. And then later she went around the back of the house and her, her kitchen uh, blinds were still closed. And that's just not like my mom. She, first thing she gets up, she turns off her porch light. You know, she opens her kitchen, her kitchen blinds. And I said, well, call the police. And so they called the police. They came, they got into the house and they, they found her just on the floor, gone, gone to heaven. And I'm thinking, well, that's the way to go. That's the way to go. But, you know, and I, by the time I got there from, from High Springs, I got to Jacksonville, you know, the police were there and, you know, the, the funeral home was there and all that was going on. And so you, now you got to take care of all these kind of things. But I remember that night, Pastor Edwin had, had followed me over there to go get my sister to bring her to the house. And, and so when they left and I was there all alone, you know, and I'm walking through the house, the enormity of the job ahead of me because I was the trustee. I'm the executor. All of this stuff is now in my hands to do something with all, of, with all this. And as I walked through that house that night, I was overwhelmed with the magnitude of the job that lay ahead of me. 
And that's when I said, Lord, I got to have some help. I got to have some grace. And you know, God just supernaturally directed me to people who could point me in the right direction to do the things that needed to be done. You know, estate salespeople and I mean, all kinds of things. And five weeks after my mom died, I had her house on the empty and on the market. And about four weeks later, you know, it was closed. And I said, the, the grace that was on to do all of that and the grace to get it sold, you know, and I mean, there was a lot going on during those few weeks. I was back and forth just constantly. In fact, the real estate lady said to me the day we signed the contract, they said, um, your mom, it's only been five weeks since your mom died. She would, look at all you've done. She'd be so proud of you. And I went, my mother would be appalled that I, <laughs> that I dismantled her life in five weeks. <laughs> but thank God for the grace that was there to get the job done. You know, <laughs> you know it just, sometimes you just look and go, oh, thank you. When it's all over, you go, how? How did we get through all of that? You know, how did we? Grace, grace was mine, hallelujah. There's so many times in your life where you're gonna need that supernatural divine enablement to get you on the other side of it victoriously and happily. You know, I'm, I'm gonna get through it victoriously no matter what, but I wanna be happy while I'm doing it. And only the grace of God is going to help me do that. But I'm looking at so many situations, you know, that, that you will, there are times when, when you're putting it, now if you're on, you work a regular secular job, you could be put in situations where you're having to deal with a whole bunch of unreasonable people. Uh -huh. Anybody witness that? Mm -hmm. There is grace. There is grace. There is more grace to deal with those kind of people than you've been accessing if it seems all that hard. Listen, you need that grace because you don't always know why you're there. So it's not because they don't like you necessarily, but it may be that they need what you have. You've been placed in a difficult situation with difficult people because they need to hear what you have to say. They need to experience the life of God that's on the inside of you. And though it seems hard, though it seems like, Lord, please, can I have a different job? Can I, can I leave here? Can, will, will you release me to go find another job? And he wants you to stay. There's grace. There's a grace there. You know, and in the middle of all that grace, you can find that you make some wonderful friends because of just the attitude you carry into it. Don't just depend on the grace. You do your part as well. When it comes to people, you do your part. You be the light that God intends you to be. You, you, you season your conversation and you keep your conduct in such a way that God would be proud of you. And unreasonable people can become your best friend. Really. I mean, I, I worked with a girl years ago when I worked, when we went back to work part-time in a doctor's office there in High Springs and, and uh, she, she, she took an instant dislike to me. Instant. And um, she didn't make too many bones about it. But you know what? It was an unreasonable situation. I'm going, I haven't done anything to you. Why are you being so nasty to me? But you know what? You just keep, you just keep just being sweet, be kind, 
Smile, have something good to say. You know, just compliment when you can. You know, maybe even bring a bring somebody a little something. Oh, I made some brownies last night. Let me let me share one with you. I mean, there's all kinds of little things you can do. You know, it wasn't too long before she found out I was a pastor's wife, and she said, I've, I've told this to the Bible school students, and she said to me, Oh, you're not like any pastor's wife I've ever seen, known about. And I'm going, Thank you. I think this is a compliment. Yes, that's good. That's good. And you know what? Just, just loving on her. God gave me the grace to love on her instead of getting aggravated with her. And it wasn't too many months. She showed up at church. And all in one day, she got back in fellowship. She's a backslidden Methodist. Got back into fellowship with the Lord. She got filled with the Holy Ghost. She got delivered from cigarettes. And she's been in our church for 40 years. You, you just don't know. Unreasonable people don't have a chance around you when you're operating in the grace of God. They're, they're, they're going to end up liking you. They're going to end up appreciating you. They're going to end up going, oh, I want to be just like you. I, whatever that is you got, I want. So, so just know that just ask for the grace. Just expect the grace of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, if things aren't going so well and, you, and you've said, you know, I need some grace and it doesn't seem to be working, well, you need to ask yourself a couple of questions. Number one, am I doing this God's way? Is there something that he told me to do that I'm not doing his way, I'm trying to do it my way? That'd be a nice place to start. Am I doing it at his direction? Sometimes we put ourselves in situations and we're thinking that what we need is some grace and what, we, what we've done is we've put ourselves in a place we've got no business being. Yeah. Yeah, so you need to find that out. You sometimes, is, it, is this, am I in a season that's coming to an end? You know, you know Pastor Morgan is a big Gator fan, right? Does anybody not know that? Does anybody, does anybody not know that we are not Gator fans? We are Seminole fans. Where's Brother Kirk? Is he in here? He'd go, yeah, we'd do that. So, so we're, 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 not, we're not Gator fans. In the middle of Gator territory is where we live. But anyway, the guy who was the voice of the Gators, the announcer for the voice, he was the voice of the Gators for over 30 years, was in our church for 17 years. And, um, and he had, he's just, a, he's just a wonderful guy. He loves God, you know, and, and, uh, he doesn't hold it against us that we're Seminole fans. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. In fact, he always, when the Gators played the Seminoles in Gainesville, he always got his tickets. And I'm going, where are my tickets this year? You know. But anyway, he, he talked to me one day at church, and, and he was saying, you know, he said, I, I have loved my job all these years. I have absolutely loved it. I mean, and he has, if he wanted to stay, they'd keep him as long as he wanted to stay. But he's been there over 30 years. And so he was talking to me one day at church, and, and he said, I don't know, just, just everything seems to bug me lately. I don't know why. Nothing, that, nothing like this used to bother me at all. And I said, well, Mick, maybe your season there is coming to an end. When you've been somewhere that everything has been fine, everything's been great, you've been rolling, with, rolling along just great, and, and, you've, and you flourish there, and suddenly things are starting to seem just, ah, there's some, maybe your season there is coming to an end. And he said, you think that's what it is? I said, sure sounds like it to me. So he went back, he prayed about it, and he goes, you know, I'm ready to retire. That's, that's what it is. My season here is over. And so sometimes when it doesn't seem like it's all that great, 
Take a look. Is the season that you're in coming to an end? Is that what it is? Where you've been happy before, but things don't seem to work right anymore? Is that just a seasonal thing? Maybe it's time that God's God's starting to move you into something else. I can honestly say the last couple of years, the grace for pastoring and doing all the things that I did was beginning to lift, and I could feel it lifting. I knew it was lifting. And so here we are on a new assignment. You know, we've stepped out of that pastoral role and into this new season. But, you know, it was, it, you could tell it was coming, you know, a long time ago. Because just, just, you know, what I used to enjoy doing was just like a hardship now. It just, it was, oh, do I have to do that again? Do we have to do this event again? You know, you know, but, you know, that was just because the season was ending. So I just want to ask you, am I consistently, am I consistently depending on grace? Am I consistently depending on his grace? Is it time for me to move on to something else? You know, sometimes we um, don't tap into the grace because we really don't want to do the next thing. (laughs) We know what the next thing is. We just don't want to do it. So, So we don't ask for any grace. No, I don't, I, no. If, they, if the grace shows up, then, then I'll have to do it, and I, I don't want to do it. It's not likely the grace is going to show up when you don't want to do it. You know, but but, it, but it, it's available. If God's moving you into something new, there's a grace to move into the new. Just like there was a grace to be in the old. It's, it's, it's going to be there. Hallelujah. So tonight, I'm just going to ask you, what is it in your life? you know, that, that you've struggled with that you don't need to struggle with now that you know that grace is available to you. It's time for you to, to look to the grace that God has said belongs to you, that you can have anytime you want it and put it into action and see how well it works. Because I'm telling you, it works. It works. You know, new, new things, new adventures, New, um, new endeavors, new, new callings, new anointings, they all require a measure of grace. And, and it'll be much easier for you if you will just say, Lord, I come to you boldly. I need help. I need grace. And then just expect it just to envelop you, to bring you into that place where now it's easy. Now it's easy. My spiritual sliders are on, even though I can't get into work. The, my spiritual sliders are at work. Just, just, you can float through those situations. You can float through the difficult times on grace. Because God, that's, what his, that, that's what this aspect of grace is all about. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, so the things that have seemed so difficult, the things that have seemed so far out of your reach are in reach because of the grace I'm willing to put into your life. All you have to do is look to me. All you have to do is ask. All you have to do is receive the grace that belongs to you already and walk in a place that you never thought possible with an ease that you never thought you were capable of. For my grace is sufficient for you. 
Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Amen. 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 Well, let's just stand up. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we just thank you tonight. The entrance of your word brings light. It brings life. It brings revelation. It brings answers. And tonight, Father, I believe that there are answers that have been given to people that they will go out of here tonight, Father, and they will seek your face and they will respond to what's been taught tonight so that they can access the grace that you so freely make available to us. Oh, you're just so good. You're just so good. You're just so good. You know, when, when any situation looks impossible, when it looks hard, you know, sometimes we can go into something anticipating difficulty. You need to stop anticipating difficulty and start anticipating grace to put you over. Anticipate that. It belongs to you. That's right. God is faithful in every area of your life. He's faithful to do abundantly above all we could ask or think. He could not, he's going to make it not just easy, but real easy. Real easy. Whatever situation you might be facing, it might be a financial thing. It might be a healing. It might be a, a relationship, a family situation, a caregiving situation, a health situation, anything anything that seems difficult, grace is yours. Amen. And, and I tell you what, it'll make your life so much better. So much better. So much easier. So much easier. But when you think about this message, I want you to think about those sliders, even though I couldn't make him work on him. That, that's what God wants the grace to be, is something that moves you along easily and smoothly. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. For the grace. Thank you for joining us. To learn more about World Harvest Church, please visit our website at defrainministries.org.